What's going on? This is Gabriel Menchaca. I want to continue on the subject of the sun. I want to read the scripture to start out uh, today's sermon. 1 John 5, 11 and 12. And it says this, And this is the testimony, that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. And whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. The unrelenting biblical conclusion of Jesus is that he is the Son of God. This biblical understanding creates for us the standard of the Christian faith. Christ is the cornerstone. What did Jesus teach us about love? So I want to kind of sum it up into one sentence. And if I could, everything I'm going to say today can be summed up into this thought. Jesus taught us to love God first, then love others. Mark 12, 30 through 31 says this, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Being missionaries, my wife and I would travel quite a bit. And so we would be on airplanes a lot. Before actual takeoff, you were required to go through what is like a small training. So the flight attendants would then present to you uh, the safety measures on board. The directions from the flight attendants would start with the, the seatbelt and then go into the oxygen mask that would come down from the, the ceiling when in, an emergency would be happening. One of the things that flight attendants were, they made sure to, to emphasize was when this happens to cover your mouth first, to put the oxygen on yourself first, especially those traveling with children, they would say, because the automatic response is that a parent would first go to the child and cover their face with the oxygen mask. If the level of oxygen dropped very rapidly, most people would pass out. So if you were putting your mask on your child, you would in turn pass out. So what they were saying was the, the safety that comes in this situation is covering your mouth first, putting oxygen on yourself first, because then you can react. If your child passes out, you're most likely able to carry them or take care of them in that situation. So what they were saying, in essence, in an emergency situation, make sure that you're getting your oxygen to make sure that you're staying aware and able to function correctly. Then then take care of your child or your loved one that potentially could have a more of a struggle putting it on. And the reasoning, again, is the adult who passes out from the lack of oxygen cannot react to their children's needs. And so we know that the parent loves their child more than anyone else with, with more capacity than anyone else on the flight. So the parent has this, this obligation, this, this measure of safety that they see for fit for their children and they want their children to be fit. I know that I would be doing the same thing. So in hearing what they were saying, it didn't click until one day I understood what they were saying. Take care of what you're doing first because you can't take care of your children if you're passed out. So the idea is that in this situation, uh, we know how Jesus taught us something for a reason. Uh, we cannot love others without loving God. Jesus taught us to love God first, then love others. We cannot understand what love is without a relationship with our creator. You cannot understand what love is without a relationship with our creator. Love is not defined by a romantic movie. 
the production industry, the film industry, Hollywood, all these these uh, these pieces that are put out, uh, great movies. Uh, you know, we all enjoy them. But the problem is that we begin to define love by these productions. We begin to define love by these scenes. We begin to define love by these movies we have seen. And that's not what love is. Love is not defined by a movie you saw. Love is not defined by a song written by a person who's been married 13 times. It crosses over internationally. People hear a song and they think, man, that's such a beautiful song. They're singing about love. But love is not defined by a song. Love is not the Instagram picture that you comment couple goals on. These are not things that define love. A great scripture in understanding and defining what the Bible teaches us about love is found in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. And it says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Verse 9, in this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So we know this, love is of God. Love is of God. Those who love are born of God. Those who love know God. Those who don't love don't know God. God is love. The manifest love of God toward us as his creation is the son of God, Jesus. Meaning to understand love, we have to understand who Jesus is in the context of our creator showing love to us as a creation. So we accept Christ, we accept who Jesus is as a son of God to first understand love because God is love. You know, we cannot understand love without God. We cannot understand love without the gift God gave us. We cannot understand love without knowing who the son of God is. Once we know who he is, once we know how he loves us, what he did for us, then we begin to paint a picture for ourselves of what love is. The scripture teaches us uh, that if, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So again, if you cannot understand what love is, then you cannot love others. We cannot define love by what we've seen in media. So some of the things that we see online, yes, it's true. It's a moment of, of real uh, empathy. It's a moment of real compassion. And some of these things are are portraits of love. They're, they're pictures. They're even videos, clips. But the reality is this. In our own lives, some of us cannot even identify what a healthy relationship is. Some of us don't know what a healthy father-son relationship looks like. We don't know what a healthy mother-daughter or mother-son or father-daughter. We don't know what these relationships are supposed to look like. So there's a fact there that some of us have these things missing. And so where do we draw from when we don't know because we never saw it? We look at scripture and scripture teaches us who God is, who Jesus is, and how they define love and what they did to give us an understanding of what love is. So the further we move, we understand that God loved us first. And if God loves us, we should love one another. 
Did you know he even taught us in the church? He taught us what love should look like, what love should be, and how these things that we can define in the church. Some of us who are maybe going to church, involved in ministry, part of a ministry, uh, there's a scripture that teaches us that we can do a bunch of different things, but if we don't understand and have love, they're worthless. So in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7, it says this, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I, I, if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. And then here we go. We get into some definitions here. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So what we know is this, you can actually be involved in a church. You can, you can be someone that, that you know, um, puts a title on as Christian or follower or believer or disciple. And you can be doing a lot of things. But scripture teaches us, Paul teaches us when he writes to the church at Corinth, that you can do these things, but if you don't have love, it is meaningless. It is pointless. It is not for gain. It is, it is, it is something that you do just being noisy. So you can go preach at people, you can go teach people, you can go say like, you know, let me let me help you understand this. And a lot of the stuff that you're doing could be coming from a place other than love. And Paul teaches us if it doesn't come from that place of love, it's worthless. And so when we look at it further, uh, we, we can define love as it suffers long and is kind. It does not envy. It does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. In this time, day and age, what's going on right now in our, in our social context and basically we have a lot of civil discourse, we have a lot of uh, people claiming this is right, this is wrong, this is a conspiracy, this is something to, to say this or that. And scripture teaches us love does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It's not a right fighter. It's not someone you know posting just to get people to say, oh, they were right. They know, they knew before everybody. Like we don't seek that if we're focused on love. It's not provoked, love is not provoked. It thinks no evil. Love positions people to be children of God, to say like, hey man, I know that they probably did some really um, stu stuff that was hurtful, but man, let's, let's look at them and say, what would, what would God say to them? You know, would he say like, you're, you're worthless, I don't care for you? Or would he say, I wanna give you every opportunity to learn to be better. And so when we look at this, we know that uh, it rejoices in truth, it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. But we know this, uh, that we love God first to know what love is. And then we can love those around us. You cannot love people around you if you're not getting like the oxygen on the plane, if you're not in a relationship with our creator, with our father in heaven, and you're not understanding what love is, there's no way you can give it out. It's the same way that if you don't have any money and you're trying to give money to people, you know, you, you run out very quickly if, if you only have 50 cents. 
But when God gives you everything you need, you literally can keep giving and giving and giving. It's, it's this idea of what love is. God gives us love. God is love. He teaches us what love is. He shows us what love is. We experience love and we're able to share it with others. Jesus taught us, love God first, then love others. 